And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. It's going to be another hot one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the rest of the week. <laughs> Can't get a break. It's August. It's kind of expected, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's going to get hotter next month as well, which is, uh, yeah, it's going to... I'm uh, dreading the electricity bill from my uh, air conditioning that I'm keeping on throughout the whole day. You know, I don't know. Sometimes I, I turn to people who have it worse than I do and think, okay, maybe not so bad. I mean, I heard, you yeah. know, of course, um, the passing of uh, farmers and people who have to work in agriculture and the scorching heat. And I've mm. seen reports say that in those greenhouses, it can get up to 45 to 50 degrees during the hottest times of the day, as you mentioned yesterday. And that's, yeah. that's something, right? Right, certainly. I mean, yeah. Mm. First world problems, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> but I mean, it's also a reminder for anyone to take breaks if you must brave the outdoors, stay hydrated, mm -hmm. things that are regular and routine, but needs a mm. reminder each summertime. Certainly. I've stolen way too much of your time. Let's jump into our keyword <laughs> news portion of the day. We're going to try to clarify these major headlines. And this is our first pick of the day. Meeting Congress. So President Yoon sung met with a group of U.S. Congress members led by Jason Smith. The meeting in Seoul comes as Seoul looks to, of course, a shield its tech firms from the fallout of the U.S. industrial policies, namely the Inflation Reduction Act, Chips and Science Act. Yeah, so uh, it was a small delegation uh, from the U.S. Congress uh, led by the representative uh, Jason Smith, and it was a bipartisan delegation uh, as well. Uh, Yoon welcomed their visit and expressed hope for close cooperation between South Korea and the U.S. in advanced technology and shared values. Uh, he mentioned that the U.S. Congress has shown strong support and interest in the South Korea-U.S. alliance, and he expects the visiting members of Congress to continue supporting the relationship's development. Uh, Yoon also highlighted the positive impact of investments and exchanges between companies from both countries, and he requested cooperation from the U.S. Congress to promote legislation that can facilitate further cooperation and mutual economic growth. Uh, in response, Smith said he was pleased in witnessing the strong alliance and emphasized Congress's commitment to reinforcing cooperation with South Korea in various challenging situations. Uh, the representatives expressed their dedication to support increased exchanges and cooperation between the two countries as well. And they also said they were impressed by Yoon's strong leadership, as demonstrated in his speech to Congress uh, in April. Uh, the U.S. delegation also met with Korea's industry minister, Lee Chang-yang, and uh, they discussed ways to strengthen trade cooperation on topics like the Inflation Reduction Act, as well as the CHIPS Act and energy collaboration as well. And he stressed the need for the United States to draw up detailed guidelines on uh, the so-called foreign entities of concern rules that excludes battery manufacturers from, say, China and other mm -hmm. nations of concern or uh, from incentives under uh, the IRA. And he also asked for the U.S. expansion of the list of nations that provide EV battery makers with critical minerals affecting eligibility for credits under the IRA. So there's been a series of talks in relation to this between mm. uh, Korea and the U.S., um, not that many concessions as Korea would have liked have been made by Washington, but uh, these talks are ongoing, uh, so we'll have to see what Congress and the US lawmakers do, hmm. uh, if anything, uh, to kind of alleviate the Korean government's and companies' 
uh, concerns. All right. With that, move on to our second keyword of the day. Foreign workers. So we've talked time and time again how South Korea's、uh, birth rate is quickly depleting, and it is a record low, in fact.、Uh, and so we've been discussing how perhaps throwing money at the issue won't spur the birth rate. But how about this? The Korean government is allowing around 100 foreign housekeepers from Southeast Asia to work in Korea during the second half of this year. It's a pilot child care help program. This is part of the government's again pilot program to tackle a short. Of workers that help with chores and childcare, it would technically be of help to especially double-income households. Yeah, so that's pretty much the target、uh, audience for this kind of pilot program:、right. those、uh, households where both parents work. And、uh, yes,、yeah, so、as you mentioned, the plan comes amid a gradual population decline in Korea、uh, caused by a low birth rate, which Korea has been suffering for. Years on end now, and the pilot program is also designed to offer more affordable child rearing services to young parents. Now, under、uh, the pilot program, the, men-、uh, the labor ministry will allow a hundred foreign housekeepers to enter Korea on what's known as an E9 visa and let them work for a minimum of six months in Seoul.、Uh, households eligible to apply for foreign workers are dual-income couples between their Twenties、uh, and forties,、uh, single parents, as well as expecting mothers, as well.、Um, now, E nine visas are basically non-professional employment visas.、Uh, the foreign workers will likely be paid at least minimum wage, and they'll commute to employers' houses from dormitories that are operated by state-authorized employment agencies.、Uh, housekeepers from sixteen countries are eligible for employment in Korea via these E nine visas. Um, but countries that are issuing licenses for domestic workers, such as the Philippines, will be、mm. prioritised in the selection.、Uh, the government will screen the hopeful workers based on their work experience, as well as expertise, age, language capabilities,、mm. and criminal records as well. And of course, those with criminal records, as well as mental health or drug abuse problems, will not be eligible. They'll be screened out. Uh, the selected workers will receive training in the Korean language, culture, and labor laws before and after entering the country.、Uh, the ministry expects the system to ease the economic burden of working、um, parents, because of course, hiring local housekeepers or nannies, if you will,、um, mm. is a lot more expensive than、mm. hiring. Uh, those、uh, from these foreign nations.、Uh, while some welcome the cheaper workforce to take care of their children, some doubt the workers' credibility. So there's a bit of mixed reactions from parents.、Uh, the proposal, however, is yet to be finalised. It is a pilot program,、mm. and it is subject to change. And the final plan is to be outlined by September. The government expects,、uh, after collecting various opinions from people in the field and experts and whatnot. So, I mean, we'll surely, see what that from plan is. the parents' perspective, you're right to say that. I mean, communication with anyone who's taking care of your child and your home, it, you need to be able to talk to them. And they're saying that they're going to raise the linguistic standards so that that requirement is met. But again, it's a pilot, so we'll have to wait and see、uh, if and. And if and whether or not it can make both sides happy, it's also about protecting those who are flying into Korea to help as well, right?、Mm, certainly, and uh, uh, there's been a kind of a lack of a shortage of foreign workers as well.、Right. So whether this will、uh, kickstart、uh, 
into uh, other industries, farming, for example, there's been a lack of foreign workers right. coming in. So the right. government's trying to uh, address that issue as well. But for the moment, this is kind of aimed at those younger parents mm. who need a little bit of help in the house and uh, raising children as well. All right, let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Cancel tribunal. So U.S. private equity firm Lone Star is seeking to cancel that international tribunal's order for the Korean government to pay $216.5 million over its sell-off of a local bank. Uh, the firm claims that the order payment is too small. This is while the mm. central government begs to differ. What's the latest? Yeah, so Korea's Justice Ministry uh, says it is also in the process of filing a complaint to cancel the ruling after reviewing the application filed by Lone Star. So uh, the deadline for the counter appeal is September 6th at 12.59pm Korea time. Uh, the government said it's counter appealing so that no taxpayer's money would be further wasted uh, for nothing, in their words. Now, if we look back at the case itself, uh, just to summarize, last August, the arbitration ruled that the Korean government should pay Lone Star approximately 2.8 trillion won, which is 4.6% uh, of the damage that's uh, actually claimed by Lone Star. So in their eyes, it's a bit too mm -hmm. small, and that's why they expressed disappointment. And, of course, they're um, filing for an application for the order to be cancelled. Uh, in 2003, Lone Star bought a majority stake in Korea Exchange Bank, now merged with Hana Financial, for uh, just under 1.4 trillion won. Uh, Lone Star agreed to sell the KEB stake to Hana for about 4.6 trillion won in 2010, but the final transaction earned Lone Star just under uh, 4 trillion won um, in 2012, and the firm basically blames the government for uh, what it's calling a delayed review of the transaction process that eventually reduced its proceeds from the KEB sale. So this is uh, another instance of a state versus private sector mm. uh, legal battle, and not the only one that the Korean government is in the midst of at the moment, but this one is certainly making the headlines and is certainly a big one. And uh, that's the latest development on it. We'll have to see if that application for the order to be cancelled is accepted. Um, but for the moment, mm. it is going to be a long run uh, in terms of this legal battle. And it does seem like the Korean government doesn't want to leave any precedents in light of those similar cases you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Flood subsidies. So the government has announced increased support for people affected by the heavy downpours this year. Can you tell us the changes? Right, so the support is for those basically affected from July 9th to the 27th when there was a, a strong bout of strong rain and also sudden heavy rainfall that mm. fell uh, just a couple of days ago as well. Now, those with damaged homes can now receive up to 103 million won, depending on housing types. Previously, such subsidies ranged from 20 million to 36 million won. Uh, those whose homes ha are insured against damage will also be given between 11 million and 26 million won. Those whose homes were damaged partially will be uh, given 50% of the subsidiar uh, subsidiaries given to owners of destroyed homes. Uh, the ministry said it also raised the relief fund given to homes inundated from floods to 6 million won. That's double the previous amount. Uh, it factors in the damage done to home appliances in addition uh, to wall and floor paper damage as well. Um, not just homes, but small business owners whose businesses were flooded 
will also get up to seven million won, and uh, families of deceased or missing individuals will receive a condolence payment as well as subsidies to cover funeral expenses. Mm. Um, the government also plans to provide support for agricultural recovery as well. There's a lot of farmland that was destroyed, a lot of farming agricultural machinery that was also damaged mm. by the heavy rain and floods as well. So um, relevant subsidiaries and support uh, financially in those sectors will also be covered as well. And with that, we move on to our final keyword of the day. Weak apartments. So the current government has found 15 more apartment complexes with missing reinforcement bars in their underground parking spaces. This is being cited as the cause for the recent parking lot collapse in an apartment in Incheon. It certainly sounds the alarm, subpar safety features at these public apartments. So what's the latest? Yeah, so what's unfortunate is that this isn't unprecedented. It's actually more common than you think, this kind of... Blaming of shoddy construction when it comes to apartments and a lot of buildings collapsing and uh, a lot of safety breaches because of it. Uh, and uh, this uh, is concerning because it's 15 more, not 15 in total. Mm. And the government conducted safety checks on public apartments that were constructed by local builders under contracts with the state-run Korea Land and Housing Corporation, or LH for short, 15 out of 91 what's known as flat plate public apartment complexes were found to have had an insufficient share of what's known as rebars those reinforcement bars in their columns uh, the list of the 15 have been disclosed to the public um, the flat plate concrete floor system does not use beams between columns and it is usually suited for lightly loaded floors with short spans uh, typically for residential and hotel buildings, and to ensure that the columns can withstand the load, sufficient rebars must be installed, but that didn't happen um, in this investigation. And the lack of such rebars led to the government uh, issuing an apology, uh, and also subsequently President Yoon has instructed the land minister to look into all suspected cases of shoddy construction of underground parking lots at these apartment complexes, uh, officials suspect there are many similar cases across the nation mm. um, as well. Now, the government will also conduct safety inspections on all new flat plate structure apartment complexes in the private sector, both recently completed and under construction. Um, LH, for its part, plans to fix uh, 10 complexes in that investigation that have not yet been occupied mm. uh, before residents do um, move in. So, unfortunately, more... Uh, bad news and news of uh, uh, this kind of underpar, subpar construction happening in apartments. This mm. uh, usually being blamed uh, mostly because of kind of the culture in Korea where everything has to be done quickly, especially right. when it comes to construction and everything seems to be rushed. Um, but uh, another instance of that, unfortunately. But uh, we'll have to see what uh, new measures and uh, fixes, uh, fix-arounds they have uh, regarding this issue. I'm hearing frustration in your voice because it's not, the, it's not an isolated case either. And we're mm. just talking about public housing this morning in light of the headline. But even the private mm. sector is, is, not, is not immune to this. In fact, during the mm. worst of the downpour this year, even the new apartments got flooded. And so it begs the mm. question of do we not have enough uh, safety guidelines? Is it too rushed? Mm. And these are the fundamental problems we're trying to address. Certainly is a headache uh, for the government, but uh, it needs to be addressed uh, nonetheless. Mm. Thank you very much, Adam, for today's coverage. Have a good day and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good day and a cool day yourself. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow.
If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.